Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Good evening, hello and welcome to another Disney Brit radio show live on Orlando Sky Radio. Thank you once again for joining us. Oh, we've had a hectic evening, we've had computer problems galore, but finally we've made it online. And uh, joining me this evening is Juz. Hello, Juz. Hello, Adam. Hello, Disney Brit. How are you doing? I'm surviving. Surviving, that's not good. I just liked a page on Facebook and it's called Denu. Denu. Yeah. Is that like Denon? No, it's Denu. Denon. If you you received an invite from Alan Hooper to like a certain page, you will find when you get there it's called Denu. Okay, which stands for? It's the way he hasn't cropped his image. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it supposed to say? It's meant to say hiddenwdw.com. Ah. But what's in the box, the profile picture is Danu. The new fragrance from Danu. And what do you have to say for yourself, Mr. Hooper? (laughs) That's uh, the first time I've actually uh, noticed that. (laughs) And uh, thanks for pointing it out. All right. Uh, But um, it's it's a local term for the now. The now. Yes. Is that what you're calling it? Let, let's do it the now, or let's do it the new. Right. That's your excuse, is it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, we've got an action-packed show for you this week. Uh, we've got loads of really great stuff, uh, because today, if you listen to this live on uh, Orlando Sky Radio, then you may or may not know that it is indeed happy birthday to the Animal Kingdom. It's celebrating its 15th anniversary today, and uh, it's also Earth Day as well. And to help celebrate its 15th anniversary, we're going to do something Animal Kingdom related, of which I haven't told either of these guys what it is yet. Uh, they will find out, just as a lot of guys do. And if you're listening live, you can join in with this as well and take part. Uh, if you head over to Twitter, you can get hold of us at Disney Brits. You can uh, you just uh, at Disney Brit over there. Also, by email, which is radio at disneybrit.com, and also over on facebook.com forward slash podcast. So you can join us on all three of those. We want to hear your comments, your questions, all those sort of things throughout the evening. If you've got something you want to join in with, then please do do that. But to start off with, we've got a slightly sadder note. Um, because uh, since the last show, there's been a major haulage or major turnaround or change or whatever you want to call it. Uh, with the animator at uh, Walt Disney Studios, and we were quite annoyed about this, and uh, we kind of wanted to just to sort of talk about it a little bit. So, um, Alan, do you want to sort of explain what's been going on over at Walt Disney Animations? Okay, they've been sort of streamlining the. Dare I say that's the way of putting it. And basically, what they did was they've um, laid off 150 different um, across various departments. Um, but the main one that we we found out about um, sort of mid mid last week um was that disney have sort of laid off some of their senior animators and like be- bear in mind that disney aren't doing as many hand drawn animations that they used to do um a lot more computerized um animation going on but the animators that they've sort of laid off in in my opinion and hopefully um in you guys opinion as well are actually quite important into the development of disney animation um the there was no official press announcement. Um, the person who actually put out the information was um, a guy called Tom Bancroft, um, who used to be a, a Disney animator. Um, and he sort of said that there was nine veteran animators that have been given their pink papers. Um, and we've had a look into it a bit further. And we've, I'm just trying to find, we've, we've actually managed to get the names of seven of them. And um, I'll, I'll sort of list them now and sort of say what sort of films and cartoons they were involved with. Um, there's Nick Rannery. 
Is that Ranieri? Apologies if I do his name wrong. <laughs> That's Ranieri. <laughs> but it's close. Um, animator of uh, Roger Rabbit, Ursula and Mother Gothel. Um, it's obviously still very current in his animation skills. Um, Ruben Aquino. Oh, come back, Dunks. All is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the only reason why you said, no, said no, it's... No, um, he was a supervised animator for Eudora and James in um, The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. He went hired more, can't you? Joe Smith. Well, I, I, I think... That, well, was it difficult writing out the pay slips? Is that the question? And that's probably uh, what it was, yeah. He also did um, Maurice in Beauty and the Beast, so obviously he's done quite current things and sort of quite historic animations. I know historic doesn't mean well old. years ago. Um, Franz Vischer, who uh, worked on Princess and the Frog and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Russ Edmonds, animator of Aladdin and supervising animator of Philippe in Beauty and the Beast. And we've got Brian Ferguson, animator of Timon, Miko and Igo. Um, James Lopez, who did Dr. Facilier in Princess and the Frog. Um, Dan Tanaka, apologise if I say that name wrong. Um, supervising character lead on M. Zazu and Paperman, who was apparently the final line animator in Paperman. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Which, again, says a bit of a strange thing about why, why have they decided to get rid of this guy? Because surely they've just won Oscars on that one. He didn't come up with the idea, though, did he? He came up with the animation for it rather than the initial. Yeah, true. But but the, the, these people are not just sort of someone that was just colouring in. These these are people who... <laughs> colouring in? Is that the official term you're going to give it? <laughs> well, you, you know, so, someone's got to fill, fill the colour in and I, I don't, I don't want to downgrade that job, but you've got to make sure you get between the lines. But anyone can do the colouring in. It's the actual design and animation that is the harder part. And these are people who have clearly got talent, but they are giving, um, been given a bit of an el- the elbow. And although that's where we ended the story on, on our website, there was a load of other people that got pulled in to talk about pay cuts and um, possibly being relocated elsewhere. So the hand-drawn animation department has been stripped basically. And it's really sad to hear this as well. And one of the things we have been talking about sort of when we haven't been doing the show is that, that you know, John Lasseter was so keen to bring back hand-drawn animation. They brought back Princess and the Frog. It was such a massive hit uh, that we were saying, you know, how well they've done with this hand-drawn animation stuff. And then it's kind of like they've decided all of a sudden, well, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're getting rid of it. And it's just so sad to hear that something that Disney became so good at, something that Disney is is so renowned for they've just sort of almost completely thrown away and you say some of the names that we've got down there we look at some of the guys who were very instrumental in kind of the disney movie decade you know you things like you've got um your beauty and the beast in there some lion king stuff as well we're talking some of disney's highest grossing films um beauty and the beast nominated for the for the best picture for the first time ever for an animated movie and uh, all of a sudden they've kind of just got rid of all these people you know, we look at Roger Rabbit again. It's such a groundbreaking film when it came out. They've got rid of the guys from there as well, and I just think it's such a shame that Disney have sort of they're going away from the traditions that they're so well known for. And I'm not saying that you know all this keep moving forward and all that, and that's absolutely fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't see why we have to just trash the old traditions because there's new stuff coming along. They proved they can do well with hand-drawn animation. You look at Paper Man recently, which is a really nice mix of hand-drawn and CG. You look at, um, say, Princess and the Frog and all the stuff they've done with that as well. And yes, you know, Tangled looked really great and all that, and I'm sure Frozen's going to be fantastic, but I just think it's such a shame to get rid of it. Juz, what do you think? Um, I'm in two minds. Okay, go on. No, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Split personality um, again. Okay. Mind one is the fact that, yes, keep moving forward. And, you know, in reality, are we looking another 100 years where we're all listening to the Google Brit podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the fact that Google has now got rid of all the CGI and now I'm just going straight into holograms completely now. And we're really sad that all the CGI people have been laid off 
including ones who've been there in their heads in the buckets for 110 years. <laughs> yes. Or do we take the other side of it and go, well, it's funny because what people start to crave is, is, is hand-drawn because, you know, the CGI and then it starts being irritating after a while. I'm not a great fan of 3D. Right. Uh, CGI, to a certain degree, has become... I think saturated because CGI can be produced by anybody in their house and some of the sort of the quality of CGI has been absolutely appalling not from Disney but from other companies but then they're expensive to keep so I think you got to split off haven't you I think you, you probably start to see hand-drawn but will we see it up to the same standard because they can never afford to invest like Disney could invest so I'm very sad things move on blah de blah de blah I think, you know, we've got to take into consideration and look at it from the other side of the fence that a hand-drawn animation is a slower process than the computer-generated stuff. Um, you get faster drawers. The what, sorry? You can get faster drawers. You get faster drawers. <laughs> and, you know, into this? to have to redraw a cell or things like that, you know, takes time, whereas if it's done on a computer, it can be fixed really, really easily. And, and in that sense, if we're talking about it from a monetary point of view, it means Disney are going to be able to churn out movies quicker. Uh, now, whether the quality is going to be as good because they're quicker, who knows? Um, but I just think it'd be a real shame that hand-drawn animation disappears completely. Um, I like... CG stuff and I think they did a good job with the CG Mickey and, and Goofy and that sort of stuff when they first did them with um, uh, filler magic but I just don't want them to get rid of hand-drawn animation completely I just think it's, it, there's some sort of charm about it that will be sadly missing if it completely disappears like, can you imagine if you go to see the art of animation show and there's a there's a guy there he, he's got his pencil and he's got right okay well we don't actually use pencils anymore and he gets his laptop up and he goes right okay line 10 Go to line 37, 66, PR, XR, <laughs> okay, and this is how we do the animation. Back to rect brackets, close brackets, open. And it's just spewing out code. Well, no, because they still draw, but they just do it with tablets rather than with paper. Um, it's not quite that they sit there and code everything. It is still, in a way, hand-drawn, some of it, but it is done through computer rather than through through paper and, and pencil and that sort of stuff there's no ink yeah, stop, isn't it? Stuff. how are you going to find people to hand draw if they keep getting rid of all the animators well that is a good point you know it, especially some of the guys things like Nick Ranieri for example I know has crossed over into CG stuff with, with Mother Gothel for for Tangled so it's not like they aren't able to do it and I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to why they seem to have got rid of I suppose you can class them as veterans, uh, whether Disney believe that they're too long in the tooth to continue with it or whether they, you know, there's something's happened or, or you know, it could even be that these guys have decided they're going to set up a studio and do it by themselves. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. Um, you know, Adam, just touch on that as well because you mentioned the age. Mm. It's bizarre because you must think these must have been really expensive to get rid of. Well, yeah. I would have no doubt. So there must be there must have been such a reason to do it. Otherwise, you go let everyone retire. The expense yeah. of rid of someone who's been there that long is phenomenal. Oh yeah, definitely. It would have cost them a small fortune to do it. That's just sad, really. Uh, well, I imagine if, the, go on. they'll have some sort of closing contracts. I can imagine they're saying, won't they? I would think so. As, yeah, as you leave this animation department, you won't be allowed to talk about animation, do animation, or even do a flip book for the next thirty I years. They do that with redundancy. They can't. They can't do it. They can't do it with redundancy, no. No. Oh, well. Making redundancy, they can do what they like. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the walkering on Disney bit. Woo! <laughs> well, so knows? disappointed. Um, well, if you've got your opinion on this, uh, you know, what is your opinion with regards to um, the animation stuff? Are you sad to see hand-drawn go or not? Do uh, tweet us at DisneyBrit, and we will uh, read out some of your tweets a little bit later. And, of course, email us, radio at DisneyBrit.com, and contact us, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Well, on the last show, we um, had a go at... Uh, I forgot what it was now, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. We had a go at Meatloaf, and uh, it was uh, a lot of people who are listening and listened since have said that we've just generally made them all feel extremely hungry. Well, that wasn't the only one that we had a go at because. Uh, Until they saw the pictures. Oh, very sick. Until they saw the pictures, <laughs> yeah, and they were like, oh, that doesn't sound as good. You wait for this week's. Um, 
they were people were saying that they really enjoyed the segment, thought it was really nice to see, and they wanted us to do some more. Well, luckily we have got plenty more to come. And uh, not only did we make the meatloaf, we also made uh, the Anna potatoes, which uh, come uh, from the Concourse Steakhouse in the Contemporary. And uh, we're going to bring you some audio from that now. And it was the sort of next part of our uh, of our main meal on our little weekend away. So this is us making Anna potatoes. <laughs> And now, the show that has the whole town cooking. Veggie fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie fruit, fruit. Veggie fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie fruit. I simply have to tell you that, my friends. Welcome back to the Disney Brick Kitchen, where Alan's cutting garlic. Trying, what are you doing, sir? I'm just trying to get another clove out. Oh, okay. We're, um, we're on part two of our cooking expedition. We've already made the meatloaf, as you've heard, and we're now moving on to the second part of what's going to be our meal which is the Anna Potatoes, which you can get at the Concourse Steakhouse. Ask um, her by first name. Sorry, ask her by first name. Uh, it's described as uh, this classic, easy-to-assemble potato pie as a complement to meat and fish entree. So it's going with our uh, meatloaf from the 50s Primetime Diner. So uh, I suppose we better tell you what's in this. So we've got uh, two and a half pounds of Idaho baking potatoes, or just potatoes, so that's about four or five large potatoes. Some vegetable oil cooking spray. Half a cup of freshly grated Parmesan cheese, six tablespoons of butter cut into small pieces, um, half a cup of finely chopped shallots, one uh, quarter cup of snipped fresh chives, two teaspoons of minced garlic. Now, minced garlic is finely chopped garlic. Well, it's kind of crushed and chopped. Yeah, that's exactly what you need. Um, then uh, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt or to taste and a quarter of a teaspoon of coarsely cracked black peppercorns. So we're on the peppercorns again. So this is how it works. So we need to preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, the actual meatloaf is in there at the moment, so that's uh, preheat to that. Yes, it is, so it's close enough. And place a 12-inch cast iron skillet over a medium-low heat. Now, we don't have a cast iron skillet. What we do is we've got a, a, like a basically a, a Pyrex dish. So I'm going to stick the Pyrex dish in the oven. Uh, hopefully, oh, that is fine there. Hopefully that will uh, keep that going so that's fine. Now it says peel the potatoes and slice lengthways as thin as possible. One sixteenth of an inch is ideal. Are they one sixteenth of an inch, Alan? Right, so no, they're not. Um, spray the bottom and the sides of the hot skillet with vegetable oil and cooking spray and cover the bottom of the sides with a quarter of potatoes in a single layer. Then we have to sprinkle the potatoes with a third of Parmesan cheese, butter, shallots, chives, garlic, salt and pepper and cover up with another layer of potatoes, leaving no gaps. Then we have to add another layer of cheese, potato, butter and seasoning, followed with a layer of potatoes, then cheese, butter and seasoning and fine potatoes. So spray the top layer of vegetable oil, cooking spray, and bake for 40 to 50 minutes until the top is browned and crisp. So that's basically what we're going to do. Now, Alan, do you want to explain kind of why we're we're in your holiday home doing this? Um, why, why, why not? That's a good question. It's um, Easter bank holiday weekend. It is, yes. This, we, we, me and Adam have never really got together, and I thought, if we come together, we'll be able to do a bit of team bonding and do this um, cookery thing. It is a new section of the podcast, we're going to be doing a lot uh, more cooking. Um, on the website, we're going to have a lot more recipes. Um, if you've been to any of the Florida parks and you've had food, looking for your photographs, looking for your uh, reviews of meals, uh, if you've had a kitchen sink, take a photograph of it, send us a picture, let us know what you thought of it. If you've even had these Anna potatoes, the uh, was it the contemporary resort? Yes, concourse uh, restaurant. Send us in a review, and we'll add it as all part of the article. Um, and obviously, the recipe will be up there as well, so you'll be able to recreate it. Oh uh, yeah, what we want you to do is to have a go at recreating some of these. So whether it's be the um, meatloaf from last week, or whether it be the other potatoes from this week, um, we want you to have a go at recreating them and sending in what you've created. Basically, uh, the idea is over the next uh, well. Basically, however long, forever. forever. <laughs> Myself and Joe are all going to have a go at creating a particular recipe on one particular week, and we're going to put up the results of our what can I our interpretation experiments, <laughs> our interpretation of those recipes for you to see, and then we're going to ask you to have a go, and then send us your photos of the attempts that you've made as well. So it's a little bit interactive, a little bit different. So that should be cool. Right, the Pyrex dish has been in. 
We've got a slightly more polished this, so it's fine, that can go there. So what we're looking to do now is this, it says uh, spray the bottom and the sides of the hot skillet with vegetable oil. So we've got our, we're going for the healthy fry light, um, which we're going to spray all over the sides and the sides. And it's smoking already. Now it says sprinkle, uh, no, it says spray the sides and then cover the bottom of the sides with a quarter of the potato in a single layer. So we're just going to get the potatoes and lay them out. Kind of sprinkle them out. Was that quarter of the potato? Quarter of the potato. Not a potato. No, of the potato. So, about a quarter of what we've got here. This kind of reminds me a little bit of a, a kind of a potato gratin in a way. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking lasagna, but you know, gratin is probably the, the right word. Or lasagna. Uh, would that be about a quarter, do you reckon? I mean, yeah. Are we nearly there? Right, okay. Right, so now it says, once we've done that, uh, to sprinkle the potato with about a third of the now, the parmesan here, it does say it's supposed to be around half a cup. So I'm going to kind of guess what half a cup is. So it says, uh, once we've done that, parmesan cheese, the butter, which we'll need to do in a second, the shallots, so a third of the shallots, um, and then a third of the chives, which are here, freshly chopped, beautifully chopped garlic, part of the chives, and there we go. And, and it says a small, uh, about a third of the garlic, so we're going to put a little bit of garlic in as well. Good stuff. And what it also says we need to do is um, that we need to make sure we put some salt in there, which we'll do in a second, and some pepper. And the, the butter is six tablespoons of butter cut into small pieces. And then it says I need to cover that with another layer of potatoes. Are you meant to put a third of butter in there? Uh, it says, uh, yeah, roughly a third of butter. So. Right, I put all the butter in. Uh, now I've got to apparently cover this entirely with another layer of potatoes so we can't have any gaps whatsoever. What it says on here, so please look at that. I'm covering it entirely with another layer. Right, so I put another layer of potatoes on there. It just sprays the top. Um, now I'm completely confused. Follow this with another layer of potatoes, then cheese, then butter. So some more cheese, more butter.
You are listening to the Disney Brit Radio Show, live on Orlando Sky Radio. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. In the shadows of Mount Everest, a train awaits. But be warned, those attempting to reach the summit must face him. Expedition Everest, the peak of adventure, only at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Hi everyone, this is Craig Duncan. Please come and join me for my soul show every Sunday at 9 o'clock UK, 4pm Eastern. You'll only find me on Orlando Sky Radio. Come by and say hi. You are listening to the Disney Brit Radio Show, live on Orlando Sky Radio. Oh yeah, we're in the jungle. Bit of jungly music for you all. Uh, we are back. This is the Disney Brit Radio Show live on Orlando Sky Radio. Don't forget you can join us and join in anything that's going on by tweeting us at Disney Brit or by uh, emailing us radio at DisneyBrit.com or going over to Facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast. And if you head over there now, there is now an article up on uh, um, certainly DisneyBrit.com where you can see just what happened to our Anna Potatoes. I didn't think they were too bad, actually, uh, Alan. I haven't seen the photographs. I only saw the... Um the actual end result in real real time. They were very tasty. Um, well, they were very tasty, actually, and they were moist. They were very moist. <laughs> um, not crispy, but moist. There was a lot of butter in it, and to be fair, it was very buttery. And they actually went very well with the meatloaf, bearing in mind we just sort of did them because we thought it'd be quite easy. Um, they actually went quite well together. Yeah, we could have had worse combinations. The... Um, the nice uh, butter gravy went quite well with the meatloaf. <laughs> it did, indeed. <laughs> that was, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jesse's still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, good, because uh, this is my little surprise for you guys. You need a pen, a piece of paper, or at least something you can write something down with, because uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun that I haven't told you about. And I'm going to take part in this oh, as well, God. because I also haven't purposely not looked through anything um it is the 15th anniversary of disney's animal kingdom today and over on the orlando sentinel website uh the theme park ranger Dwayne bevel has actually come up with a quiz which has got 15 questions to do with animal kingdom now i have not i promise you i have not looked at any of these questions and not looked at any of the answers so i'm going to have a go with this just as much as you guys are going to have a go with this and if you're listening to this live you can have a go as well join in uh you can tweet as i said at disney brit and uh, if you're having a go at home you can uh, listen to this on the podcast and you can do it that way as well so i've got 15 questions we're going to have a go at all 15 of these we're going to see how we do with them and i don't know what they're like or whether they're easy or not so this is going to be quite interesting Right, let's start with question one then. Uh, this was... Go on, what were you going to say? Oh, are we going to swap papers at the end? Um, well, bearing in mind we all live hundreds of miles away from each other, it may be a delay. Right, okay. So probably not. Uh, so, question one is the following. It's a multiple choice, okay? Even before the park opened, it had a name change. What word was dropped from its moniker in 1996? Was it A, Mysterious, B, Walt, C, Wild, or D, Mild? That's question number one. Uh, even before the park opened, it had a name change. What word was dropped from its moniker in 1996? A, Mysterious, B, Walt, C, Wild, or D, Mild? That was question one. Um, oh, yeah. Question two. <laughs> what is its animal population? Is it A, 500, B, 1,500, C, 10,500, or D, 15,000? Is that including beetles? It just says animal population. 500, oh, 1,500, 10,500, 15,000. Lies. Wow, they're massively different. I'm going to go for so that. What was the last two? Uh, 10,500 or 15,000. They were the ones. 
I'm going to go for that one, I think. Okay. Uh, question number three, then, is this. Um, the parking lot has a section Are you dedicated... in the toilet? I'm in the toilet. Yeah, don't... If you want to hear about toilets, listen to this week's Iron Orlando. Um, the parking lot has a section dedicated to what mythical beast? Is it A, unicorn, B, fire-breathing dragon, C, Loch Ness monster, or D, yellow-bellied yeti? Um, so, question three was... The parking lot has a section dedicated to what mythical beast? A unicorn, B fire-breathing dragon, C the Loch Ness monster, or D the yellow-bellied yeti. Can okay. I point out that all of those are mythical? Yeah, but which one is is a part of a car park named after? Yeah, not, you said mythical. They're not all mythical. Some are real. So which one's real? The unicorn, yeti, right. and the Loch Ness monster. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. What was the original name of the dinosaur ride? Was it A, Dynamite Mountain, B, Countdown to Extinction, C, Countdown to Fun, or D, Dueling Dinosaurs? Okay, at least he's put some easy ones in there. What was the question again, sorry? So, what was, no, the, original, what was the original name of the dinosaur ride? Dynamite Mountain, Countdown to Extinction, Countdown to Fun, or Dueling Dinosaurs? So, A, B, C. Sorry, D. I was uh, distracted. You were distracted? Just was tweeting me. Just, just was tweeting you? It's just cheating. No, just wasn't. Or cheating. <laughs> right, you're not using the internet to find out the answers for this, are you? Um, <laughs> question five. What is the height of the Tree of Life? A, 120 feet, 6 inches. B, 145 feet. C, 160 feet, 8 inches. Or D, 197 feet. Right, I'm going to take an educated guess at that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I think I know what it is because well, I thought I knew what it was in relation to aircraft. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Um. Before, okay, this is six. This one before the festival I of weren't the, sure after five. We're confused. Yeah, me I'm, and confu- I'm, I'm confused. Before the festival of the Lion King show, audience members are asked to make a giraffe noise. What animal is said that giraffes sound like? Is it A, a sheep, B, a goat, C, robins, or D, miniature horses? Ooh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I think it's that one. That's a bit hard, really, that one. Well, surely is a miniature horse a pony? No. Okay, so it's A, sheep. So before the Festival of the Lion King show, audience members are asked to make a giraffe noise. What animal is it said that giraffes sound like? A, sheep, B, goat, C, robin, or D, miniature horses? By the way, has everyone else got the answers to the same letter so far? No. No. Okay. I'm starting to get worried there. No, no, not the same. Okay, number seven. A now-abandoned version of the Kilimanjaro Safari's attraction included poachers and a baby elephant in danger. What was the animal's name? Was it A, Little Red, B, Little Rascal, C, Little Rock, or D, Lil Princess? This is getting ridiculous. I've got a run of letters here. Are you trying to spell a word? Yes, it's it's what a sheep sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the now-abandoned version of Kilimanjaro Safari's attraction included poachers and a baby elephant in danger. What was the animal's name? A, Little Red, B, Little Rascal, C, Little Rock, or D, Lil Princess? Yep, okay. Um, ooh. Yeah, okay. Eight. What is the name of the park's main waterway? Is it A, Carly Rapids, B, Discovery River, C, Road River, or D, Lake Mini Mickey? What does it mean by the main waterway? I think there's sort of river that runs around the outside of, of Tree of Life. Right, so okay. A, Carly Rapids, B, Discovery River, C, Road River, or Road A River, and D, Lake Mini Mickey. Hmm. Okay, number nine. We're getting there. Um, what two animals were the first residents of Animal Kingdom arriving in 1997? Was it A, gorilla and giraffe, B, meerkat and tiger, C, rhinos and flamingos, or D, bats and ocelots? You'd think it'd be Minnie uh, and Mickey. Well, you'd think so. What two animals were the first residents of Animal Kingdom arriving in 1997? Gorillas and giraffes, B, meerkats and tigers, C, rhinos and flamingos, or D, bats and ocelots? I, I honestly haven't got a clue. 
I'd also worry if it's meerkats and tigers, whether you just end up with tigers. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to put that one. Was there a giraffe? Off the same letter here, guys. Gorilla on. and giraffe. Make Is a giraffe one of the first ones to die? I don't know. Is it the box of the tiger. But when it di- when it did die, did it sound like a sheep, a goat, a robin, or a miniature horse? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was electrocuted with a lightning bolt. Was it? Yeah. Joking aside, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, then you found that it was on special offer in, uh, in Tesco. <laughs> in the Googling. Um, I haven't been Googling. That's just my, my knowledge of the animal kingdom. Yeah, well, is that uh, it? That's, that's it. That's Google his only giraffe <laughs> Right, question 10. What is the name of the park's petting yard located in Rafiki's Planet Watch? Is it A, Affection Section, B, Jumbo Junction, D, uh, C, Disney's Not-So-Scary Animal Area, or D, Billy's Backyard? When I was researching the animal kingdom years ago, yeah. one of the articles I found was about elephant vasectomies. <laughs> Okay, and the show's just gone from a U to a PG. Brilliant. That really must have been just two bricks. <laughs> I'm sure it involved them electric cattle prods. No, they use them for something else, don't they? Do they? Okay. Um, Moving on. <laughs> and humans, bizarrely enough. <laughs> so, number 11. Why do some Disney guests refer to the large audio animatronic inside Expedition Everest as Disco Yeti? Uh, is it A, it's presented in strobe lighting? B, staying alive plays as the roller coaster passes? C, it moves like John Travolta? Or D, none of the above? I like the music idea. Yeah, I like the music idea. So, why does some Disney guests refer to the large order animatronic? Uh, that one. Inside Expedition Everest at Disco Yeti. Uh, I know this. It's in, presented in strobe light. B, staying alive plays as the roller coaster passes? C, it moves like John Travolta? Or D, none of the above? Because you told me yesterday, and I don't like we it. did. Yeah, I was, was going to say I heard it yesterday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Which means so it must we be should fact. all get that right. Yeah, otherwise, he, unless he lied I to should, us, should have looked at these questions first and could have kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Um, number twelve. What former attraction featured Grandmother Willow? Is it Chip and Dale get lost? That's A. B. Flights of Wonderland. C. Stitch's supersonic celebration. Or D. Pocahontas and her forest friends. Which one of those four was it? We should so, have which former attraction featured Grandmother Willow, Chip and Dale Get Lost, Flights of Wonderland, Stitches Supersonic Celebration, or D, Pocahontas and her forest friends? There we go. Um, there's at least one in there that could have had it, but nobody ever saw it, so we don't know. I, I liked it. You liked it? Okay, number 13. Uh, when Walt Disney Company chairman Michael Eisner announced Disney World would get a fourth park in 1990, oh man, what catchphrase was used to describe it and additional projects? Was it A, making more magic, B, sailing into next century, C, mega memories, or D, the Disney decade? Hmm. <laughs> We've talked about this as well. Oh, right. I thought... Oh, do it, I don't know. I don't know that one. You don't know it? Well, I think I do, but I don't know if it applied to that. And besides, Eisner would have said something like, this is more money for shareholders. Woohoo! Yeah, something like that. Is this more time? Right, we've got two left. Okay, number 14. Um, in 2011, Disney announced that an expansion of Animal Kingdom will be based on what movie series? A, Star Wars, B, Avatar, C, Rin Tin Tin, or D, The Lord of the Rings? Somebody ran out of questions. I've, I've just got a tweet in from uh, Michael Gove. Yeah. He says this is going to be the new GCSE quiz. <laughs> it won't, because they won't don't, be saying it's too don't, easy. Don't even get me started on that, man. Um, so that was number 14. The 2011 Disney announces that an expansion of Animal Kingdom will be based on what movie series? A, Star Wars, B, Avatar, C, Rin Tin Tin, or D, The Lord of the Rings. And finally... Number 15. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I have no idea. On April the 22nd, 1998, Animal Kingdom's opening day, Disney World raised the price of admission to its parks. What did folks older than nine years old pay for a one-day ticket, including tax? Was it A, $39.95, B, 
C, 50-50, or D, 61-88. So, on the 22nd of April, 1998, Animal Kingdom's opening day, Disney World raised the price of admission for its, to its parks. What did folks older than nine years old pay for a one-day ticket, including tax? Is it A, 39-95, B, 44-52, C, 50-50, or D, 61-88? So, we're talking about... 20 years ago. Two and sixpence. You could take a jam jar and get money back. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's Would it be a jelly jar? Probably, yeah. I'm... You didn't get any money back if you used a jelly jar. <laughs> the thing is, I think what we have to think about, has ticket it prices... Had, it had to be a British jam jar. Yes, of the highest quality of Robinson's. Or Hartley's. No, just Robin's. You're just talking Hartley's rubbish a lot, aren't you? Smashed on the ground and they laughed. The question is, a though... A giraffe giggled behind him <laughs> like, like a hyena. The question we have to ask ourselves, has tickets raised more than a half? Have tickets doubled? It's very funny, mate. We've moved on. Yeah, we've so already I'm, got the answers. Have you already got the answer for that one? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. thinking it's one out of four of the answers, isn't it? It's right. multiple yeah, choice. I'm put that one down. Oh, I, I, did, I did my GCSE maths in three minutes. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Right. Tick, 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 tick. All the way down. Answers. Shall we one see how many we got right? Five. Okay, here we go. So question number one was... Um, yes, uh, got that one. Even What's before up? the park opened, it had a name change. What word was dropped for its moniker in 1996? What have you got, Alan? I've got C. Which is wild, Juz. C. Uh, wild, and I've got C, wild. The answer is C, Disney's Wild Animal Kingdom. So Point out that was my Ooh. only C. Okay. Um... <laughs> Question number two. What is its animal population? So what have you got, Alan? I've got C. C, 10,500. Juz. I I disagree with this completely because it was continually changing with flies, mosquitoes, etc. So I took all of them out of the equation. Then I also took out the equation any animals that can eat the other animal. So I was left with B. B, 1,500. I joined Alan. I went C, 10,500. The answer is... B, one and a half thousand. I was counting love bugs as two. No, I got it wrong. Hang on, I'm doing a little dance now. I thought one thousand five hundred sounded too small and ten and a half sounded too big, so I just went for the biggest one. Have, have you seen the amount of fish that's in that fish tank near the um, hippopotamuses? Hippopotamus. Hi- hippopotami. Does Adam do the Google's tax return for the UK? Yeah. Well, that <laughs> 15 million sounded too much. No, yeah, it uh, did. And this sounded too small, so I went for sort of like in the middle. Yeah, just went for the smaller one. Right, number three. Uh, the parking lot has a section dedicated to what mythical beast? Alan. A. A, the unicorn. Juz. Oh, bugger, I went B. <laughs> and I went A, unicorn, and the answer is A, unicorn. That's because I didn't class unicorn as a mythical beast. Well, it is. It isn't. It's just a horse with an ice cream cone. Is that what you're head. going for? You've got one tethered at the bottom of your garden, haven't you? I do. Ooh, <laughs> unicorn meat. <laughs> um, what was the original name of Dinosaur the Ride, Alan? B. Countdown to Extinction. Juz? Yeah, and I got B as well. It is B, Countdown to Extinction. Well done. Number five. Now, what is the height of the Tree of Life? Alan? Yeah. B. 145 feet. Juz. I went A. You went A, 120 feet and 6 inches. Now, I I had to an educated guess, bearing in mind the height of other attractions. I didn't think Disney would have gone for something that was feet and inches. I know that 197 feet is the height of the Magic Kingdom Castle, so it had to be 145 feet for Tree of Life because it's smaller. And I was right. It is indeed B, 145 feet. Was that five? That was that was that was five. Yeah. Yes. Um, number six. Before the festival of the Lion King show, audiences audience members are asked to make a giraffe noise. What noise animal is said to make that sound? Alan. A bee. Bee. A bee. As in the bee. animal. Oh, right. Bee. Goats. Juz. E. E. Giraffe. <laughs> No, I went A, sheep. A, sheep. I went B, goat. And the answer is B, goat. To be fair, fair a goat, goat and sheep sounds the same. No, they don't. They do a when sheep, I tell sheep's bar, goats them. bleat. 
Okay. It would have been better multiple choice of, was it A, a sheep, B, a goat, C, a ram? D. A geep. Oh, what? <laughs> What's one of them? A geep or a shout. It's, it's when you interbreed them. <laughs> Are they the two that you find in the other part of the mythical park, uh, part of the parking area? They're real, they're real. Oh, are they? It's like ligers and tions. Oh, ligers are beautiful. Right, okay. Um, number seven, a now abandoned version of the Kilimanjaro Safari attraction included poachers and a baby elephant in danger. What was the animal's name? A. Little Red, Juz? E, dead elephant. <laughs> or A. Little red. A little red. Yes, the answer is A little red. I got that as well. Right, number eight. Uh, what is the name of the park's main waterway? Is it A, Carly Rapids, B, Discovery River, C, Road uh, River, or D, Lake Mini Mickey? I went with B. Discovery River. Juz. I decided to trick question and I went with B also. And I also went with B and the answer is B, Discovery River. So good stuff. Okay. Not bad. Number nine. Okay, let me just check with the answers for number nine. Okay. Um, so, what two animals were the first residents of Animal Kingdom arriving in 1997? Was it A, gorillas and giraffes, B, meerkats and tigers, C, rhinos and flamingos, or D, bats and ocelots? I just totally guessed at this one, and I went with C. Yeah, I went with C as well. Juz? I know this because it's actually B because I sent them. But my nagging fear is I might not enough had enough stamps on the box. <laughs> right. So they might come not first, they might come second. So you're going B? And they had a, they had a fine to pay at the post office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the time we got there, they were all dead. Um, you've gone B, Joes. Yeah. The answer is A, gorillas and giraffes. We were all See, wrong. it would have been B. <laughs> uh, number 10 what is the name of the park's petting yard located in Rafiki's Planet Watch is it A Affection Section B Jambo Junction C Disney's Not So Scary Animal Area or B Billy's Backyard Alan it's A the Correction Section the Correction Section yeah right the kids are naughty you send them in there oh okay so what it is can't stand by the goat it's a giraffe dad no it's a goat um Juz it's B because something called affection section just doesn't sound like. So you've got Jumbo Junction. Okay, well, I can tell you the official answer is A, affection section. It shouldn't be called that. <laughs> Not in a petting area. <laughs> Until you mention it. Says it says no heavy pet. Until you mention that. I've not even thought about it. A petting section called affection section. Yeah. What was that artist that Disney brought in to do some of their artwork recently? What's Rolf Harris. No, no. No, before we fired. Oh, I remember his name. I don't know whether we can say it on air. Uh, to the Americans, it means nothing. To the British, it's slightly different. Tony um, Hart. No, Shag. Right, 11. Why do uh, some Disney guests refer to the large animatronic inside Expedition Everest as Disco Yeti? Alan. A. A. Juz? I really want it to be B, but it's A. <laughs> yeah, it's A, it is. Uh, the strobe light. Right, number 12. Dear is... Uh, um, what former attraction featured Grandmother Willow? Well, I'm, I'm guessing the only one that actually mentioned Pocahontas in that. Yeah. So I went with D. D, Pocahontas and her forest friends, Juz? D. In RFD, and D is correct. Um, nearly there. 13. Uh, Michael Eisner announced Disney World to get fourth park in 1990. What catchphrase was used to describe it and additional projects? I think it was Disney Decade. The Disney Decade, just D. Yeah, D, the Disney Decade. We all got that one. We were only talking about that a few weeks ago on the show. Uh, in 2011, Disney announced that an expansion of Animal Kingdom would be based on what movie series? Harry Potter. That's not one of the answers. Uh... B. B, Avatar, Juz. Oh, yeah. B. Yeah, same here. B, Avatar is correct. And the last one, right, let's see. Um, number 15. On April 22nd, 1998, Animal Kingdom's opening day, Disney World raised the price of admission to its parks. What folks older than nine years old pay for a one-day ticket, including tax? Oh, no. What? I think I've done it in pounds rather than dollars. Whoops. So, what you got? <laughs> From an American website. In relation to itself, the same. Alan, what you got? 
I went with B. B4452. Yeah. Joe's. A. A3995. I went B as well. Uh, and do you know what? B is the correct answer. Yeah, I knew I'd got it in dollars. Which means... <laughs> <laughs> so what's a, what's a day ticket these days? £2.50. We don't know, do we? It's about 280 quid for a fortnight. Not day. Oh, no, it's about $84. <laughs> That's what it? I was thinking. It's about 84 isn't it? Something like that. Uh, it's 90 about $90. So it's more than doubled in 20 years. Wow. That's immense. Like just just like the house prices. Just like the house prices, yeah. Right, so uh, let's find out what we got of our totals. Alan, how have you got? I got 13 out of 15. Juz? You got 10. I got 13 out of 15 as well, which means it's a draw between me and Alan. I think Juz should come up with some sort of... So do I win, of... then? So what do you win? Yeah, as Quizmaster, you've got to give the prize out. You get the chance to come back next week. Right, oh, okay. That's it. I'll, I'll, um, I'll hand that prize back and give it to a charity. <laughs> um, okay, there you go. So 13 out of 15. That wasn't bad. Right, okay, that, was, that was actually easier than I was expecting it to be. Thank goodness for that. Um, we've only got a few minutes left, so uh, I want to know, as we're looking at the 15th anniversary of the parks, um, your favourite part of Animal Kingdom. Uh, what you got, Joe? What's your favourite part of Animal Kingdom? Everest. Just the attraction? Or is it the theming of it as well? And All theming of it. We were. It, I was just there for the soft openings. We went on out about six or seven times in one day because it was soft openings and I loved it. I adored it. And when I went back the following year to actually get in the queue and enjoy the queue more, I think it's just fantastic. I love it. It's the whole concept of, of Rhodes and Disney. Perfect. Do you find that there's too much in the museum part of the queue? No. You're quite happy with that. It's one of the things I don't kind of... I don't think I've looked at properly because I've never had the time to. Tell you what's weird is when you watch a... A, there's a great documentary on it anyway. Yeah. If you watch any documentary on Everest and Tibet is how much you look at it and go, oh my God, it is perfectly replicated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, I do... I do quite like Everest Q. Uh, I, I need to really spend some time there looking at it properly, which would be cool. But um, yes, I do like it. Uh, what about you, Alan? Favourite part? Um... I, I'm not a big uh, thrill ride person, but yep. Everest is, is one of my favourites, but I'm not going to copy Juz, so I'm going to go along the li- lines of um, Cali River Rapids. Okay. I think there's a, a good story there. There's um, plenty of effects when they're working, um, and nothing beats the idea of walking around the theme park with your legs wide open as though you're John Wayne. <laughs> Trying to dry out. Um, but underwear never dries out. That's what I hate about it. Yeah. Don't say yeah as in... Yeah. <laughs> Horrible thing. Um, the thing uh, is with it's, that... It's, it's, it's a nice, refreshing um, attraction, isn't it? Well, refreshing is one word effects, for it. Chainsaw noises. It's just how wet it gets you. I have been on other rides in other parks that do get you wetter. Oh, uh, what, Popeye? Yeah. That's where you end up, let's be honest. You could go through that ride and still remain dry... Or you could go out for that ride and be absolutely soaked. Yeah, quite often. I usually end up soaked. And, it, and it's funny, isn't it? Well, you could say funny. I'm not quite sure whether I find it that amusing. And the colour of the water that gets splashed on you isn't isn't clear water, is it? No, it's it's Orlando. Clear water's about an hour and a half up the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here all week. Um, okay, so you're going Colour River Rapids. I'm not going for attraction. I am going for the Maharaja Jungle Trek because it's got my favourite animal in the whole world, which is tigers. And I could quite happily spend a very, very long time in there just watching the tigers. I love the... the Did you say washing? Animals. Watching, not washing. No, oh. I don't think I'd last too long washing I was say so you wouldn't, wouldn't last too long. No, you, you yeah. definitely wouldn't last too long. But well, I, I mean, what's he doing? Oh, he's washing the tigers. Again, we keep he's telling him... He's never get those stripes out. Stop washing great! Um, <laughs> but I love uh, the, the Maharaja Jungle Trek and love watching the tigers. One of the things I love about it is the fact they have some really great viewing areas for it. And, uh, you know, they... 
they're quite active a lot of the time. I and mean, if they're not active, they're laying in an area where you can actually see them a lot. But I, I love the jungle trails and things like that. And one of the things I really like about them is the, the cast members that are around that you can talk to and they can give you some really interesting facts about it. It's one of the things I find that's so different to a lot of other places that you can go to with zoos and stuff like that that um, the cast members are actually really, really um, clued up on what what they're talking about in the areas they're in. And, and kids certainly love it. Um, I also like Pangani, uh, but nowhere near as much as I like the Maharaja Jungle Trek, which I believe is situated right next door to Kali River Rapids. Am I right? I think yes, that? that is that. It's interesting. We've gone for, for two sort of thrill rides and a nice gentle uh, stroll through the forest, which is quite cool as well. Yeah. And, and we're all over in the same section of the park, really. We are, so we can all meet up and just something to eat. Yak and Yeti. Yeah, it has to be. Yak and Yeti restaurant or Yak and Yeti counter service? It depends how soaking wet I am. Oh, right, okay. It's like that. I don't really want to go into air conditioning if I'm soaking. That's that's a very good point. You don't want to go into air conditioning if you're soaking. Well, well can you believe it? We've reached the end of the show, which means this... What were you going to say, Alan, before I rudely cut you off? Um, I was going to say that sometimes when you talk to the cast members on those jungle treks or the the forest trail, yeah. um, sometimes they sort of slip out of character and will tell you a little bit more information than you're, you're supposed to know that's on the script. That is also true, which is also good. That's where you find out a lot of your rumours and things like that. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us once again. We filled the whole hour with a quiz <laughs> pretty much this week. Uh, we weren't going to do Around the World in 80 uh, segments. We were going to look at the United Kingdom Pavilion, but we just did not have the time, which is fine because we can come back to that in the next episode, which we will do. Uh, thank you for joining me, Juz. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me, Alan. Any time at all. And we've got loads of really great stuff coming up on Orlando Sky Radio the next week. Uh, if you are uh, tuning in uh, during the week, then there's uh, some really great daytime stuff. And next weekend, we have got um, Ein Orlando coming up on uh, Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then we've got uh, Craig Duncan doing his soul show afterwards. And um, we will be back next week, or I will be back next week, with another Disney Island Discs radio show. Um, don't forget, you can contact us. Um, at uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com um, forward slash Disney Brit podcast. You can also uh, tweet us at Disney Brit and you can also contact us via um, via our email, which is radio at disneybrit.com. Don't forget to go over to disneybrit.com. You will find loads of really great stuff over there. There's loads of really, uh, brand new um uh, news items and things over there if you go over right now you'll not only find the Anna Potatoes article but going up uh, towards the end of the show in a moment will be the quiz questions from the Animal Kingdom quiz that we did uh, a little bit earlier on in the show don't forget you can review us on iTunes that's really important that you go and do that please because uh, people get to see the reviews read the reviews and people do look at when the last review was posted I know we've had we've had one for a little while even though it's great and thank you for being so positive we do uh, we do love to hear new things from you uh, so that's the new segments new ideas anything at all do make sure you get in touch with us we will return in two weeks time for another Disney Brit radio show and this time next week we will be back for a Disney Island Discs radio show and that's it so until next time we'll see ya bye